You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. Well, here we are again. It's 7 p.m. Pacific and 10 p.m. Eastern. And it's time for Mission Log Live. So put get call on pause or whatever Klingon acid punk you're listening to. Turn us up because even though we don't have wailing lamentations of dishonored Klingons, we have someone way more hardcore with us tonight. Everyone at home, say hello and give an old Dio metal salute to Ashley V. Robinson. Hello, Ashley. Hello. Hello. Uh, the Jack Black fan in me is so happy that we got a Dio reference here today. Always. And tonight, as everybody knows, we are talking about Star Trek Lower Deck Season 2, Episode 3, We'll Always Have Tom Paris, which I said to myself a lot as I looked at his picture taped inside my high school locker. And remember to make sure, if you want more stories like that, to jump in line, line up your live calls with Earl, our sweet baby angel. He's standing by in the queue just for you. Click on the Zoom meeting link, use the one tap on your smartphone, or you can call us at 669-900-6833 and enter the meeting code and the password or else you're not special enough to join the cool kids. So I, I see that you have a trademark move. Every time you say something sweet, maybe this is like your poker tell, but you always do this little, I, little you know, your, your angelic thing here. Yeah. It's because I have a uh, really pointy face and I oh. think this makes me look <laughs> softer. <laughs> have you been? Have you been? I haven't seen you in at least a week, but we've been uh, texting fast and furious about our love for these episodes and pretty excited about tonight. Right? Oh my God. So excited. I am sweating to death in California. I don't know how you're doing, but it's very hot here. Well, you know, before I had makeup, you know, my, my bunnies, I've trained them to do hair and makeup. So that's why you see the frayed edges of my hair. A little bit of chewing going on, but they did, pan- <laughs> <laughs> they did pancake me up a little bit for makeup. You know, they only have paws. They're not very dexterous, but I fed them treats. So they're okay. They're doing I feel like right the right tails now. would be really great, though, for the powder to kind of take away the shine. I think you have a better helper than I do in the cat. Well, I'm working on that. You know, it's only their first day. They didn't know that was going to happen. So I'll give them, you know, first day leniency there. Um, Oh, speaking of live calls, because you did mention the number. Remember, it's 669-900-6833. Remember all that information that you should have been paying attention to because Ashley was doing her angel face thing so that you can remember. And we have a very, very, very special guest later on in the show. So don't change that dial, not even for Klingon acid punk. I know it's difficult. Let's say hi to what's going on in the chat. So I'm going to scroll back up because the chat, is, it's, we start like letting people in the chat room early and it is on fire. Like literally, no, just figuratively. They I don't are, know. Some people are, are in California, so they might be on fire. Fast and furious, which my, according to my understanding, does actually go to space. So maybe it's canon. Well, let's see. So we have Phil. Hello. And so half measures, my friend Paul from New Zealand. So we have one Paul chiming in. Ooh, oh, Paul Harvest. That's two. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, hi, Aaron. Uh, let's see. Brian. Good to have you here. Uh, Carlos. Yes, we did miss you. Hello, Scott. Hello, John Arminio. <laughs> hi john that's that you know like in, in those um those international translation tapes you know all of a sudden like the english word will be like really bold like you know uh donde esta la michigan library you know yes. biblioteca 
So let's see. Oh, Paul Wright is here. That is a Paul Fecta. Paul Newcorpia. Fantastic. Uh, Matt Sarah, good to see you, Matt. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, yes, a Paul Newcorpia. <laughs> also, trademark. Someone put that on a t shirt. Oh, good to see you, good. John Cooley. Uh, Alan, Alan, uh, bringing his A game. Uh, we'll see if he phases in or out, if he's going to be on uh, in our call queue. Um, Carlos, uh, let's see. Uh, rolling down, rolling down. Dominic, hey, Dominic. Um, thank you, everyone, for being here. Uh, hey, Mike Richards. Hey, Captain Mike. Um, yeah, it's, it's so wonderful to have everyone here. Uh, we have a lot to get to, and uh, we just want to let you know what's coming up here on Mission Log Live. Now, if I'm not, like, as manic like I usually am around this time, we're about, what, five minutes in? I usually have at least flubbed most of my lines, but I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really going on the script. That's because I am half caffeinated, but I am repping Quark's Bar tonight with a little bit of a decaf. Walk to your house and steal that cup from you. It took me a long time to find it. I had to bribe so many people. I had to bribe, and then they had to bribe, and so on and so on and so on. Then it finally got back to me. And it does make the coffee taste a little bit more expensive. Just nice. a little bit. Yeah. It must be lined <laughs> with a little bit of Latinum residual. Right on the uh, inside. <laughs> right on the right on the inside. <laughs> so here's what's coming up, Ashley, on Mission Log Live. Next week you will be returning with us and we will be discussing Lower Decks season two, episode quattro, starring a Mogato. See what I did there? I did. Yeah. And that's all I know about it. There isn't a title for that episode anywhere on the interwebs. I know Magato. I know Ooh. that there's Magato dung. And I know that yes. Shax has eaten it. So, Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's going to be exciting. We'll see how that works out. Also this week on Mission Log, we'll be uh, releasing on Thursday, this Thursday, Deep Space Nine Chrysalis. On to other news. So... <laughs> <laughs> so that's fair <laughs> uh, I just I I will save that all for we the drop. will we will listen when the time comes <laughs> yes and I hope that you enjoy what we had to say <laughs> and of course we will also be discussing that very same episode later on that evening on patreon mission logs discord after dark show and then tomorrow John and I will be recording the uh, the next episode uh, after chrysalis um, for our Wednesday drop. There's so much stuff. I can't keep it all in line, in order. So lots of stuff coming up. But I asked you something a little earlier this week, last weekend. Was it last weekend? I wanted to see how you felt about taking on your first Lower Decks recap. I felt panic is what I felt. Did it and make I you sweat I... like you're sweating now? I am sweating right now, and I was sweating at the time I wrote this, and at the time you asked me, and I believe I capped it off with, if this is terrible, you can redo it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. Um, so, yeah, so tonight we're going to be talking about, we'll always have Tom Paris. And take it away, Ashley. Okay, so Boimler is back, 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 back again where he belongs on the USS Cerritos, although she clearly doesn't feel the same way about him that he feels about her. The Cerritos doesn't recognize Boimler. It begins kind of inconveniently with the replicator rejecting authorization and offering a bonsai tree as sustenance to Boimler, eventually leading to him being locked inside a Jeffrey's tube, but more on that later. Dr. Ta'ana, meanwhile, needs her trusty orderly Tendi to pick up a family 
heirloom, which is definitely not that. Tendi sees this as an opportunity to bond with Mariner. Sure, they've spent a lot of time together, but are they really friends? It's an important question. Away mission? We don't know her. This subplot is officially a girls' night. Girls' night. Woo-woo. Woo! Tendi and Mariner make it to Kalor, Quaylor, I don't know, make fun of me on Twitter. Two, in a trip populated with broad stereotypes about the Orions as a culture and Tendi being an utter badass. Did you forget about the Orions pheromone control? Because I definitely did. But <laughs> no one in this episode did, and that is the important thing. Tendi literally puts her boot on a dude's neck in a move that could be considered sexy to some viewers, and I'm using it as an excuse to talk about anything other than the generational wooden scratching post that Dr. Ta'ana has had Tendi and Mariner retrieve for her own grown-up reasons. Ponfar jokes abound. There are also several many Deep Space Nine references. A mini series about Mariner's adventures on the station. I don't know who said that. Who could ever have possibly mentioned such a thing? Back on the Cerritos, it's all Voyager references with Tom Paris coming aboard. Voimler geeks out about my Voyager crush coming for a visit and preps his ceremonial plate for autographing. Sounds to me like he would do well at SDLV with this level of preparedness. Because the ship hates him, Boimler is forced to make his way to the bridge via the Jeffrey's tube. Remember when Tom Parrish chased a mouth through a Jeffrey's tube that one time? No, Rod Boimler does. This knowledge carries him through increased attacks at the hands of the Cerritos to the point of hallucination. Oh, did I forget to talk about Rutherford? He has been having his own adventure separate from his fellow lower, lower deckers when he discovers that Shax isn't dead. <sighs> Baby Bear can't wrap his head around the standard genre trope of higher-ups coming back to life, despite most of the crew reminding both him and the viewers that this stuff happens all the time and it is not to be thought too long or hard about. Back on Quaylor 2, without the necessary latinum to repair the damages caused to Dr. Ta'ana's sexy stick, Tendi and Mariner must work together to salvage the relic, the mission, and each other. A daring escape planet side bonds the ladies closer than ever before. Then Tendi and Mariner, having escaped the Orion pirates, learn that Tendi's first name is Devana, and almost utterly failing at the mission, arrive back on the Cerritos. Heads hung, they give over the relic to Dr. Ta'ana, who is utterly thrilled, and like my cat Brego, all she wanted was the box. Everyone winds up happy. Wow. Brilliant. <laughs> Everyone out there in chat land, round of applause. However you do it with the emotes, that was fantastic. That was utterly fantastic. You had me riveted uh, and, uh, and utterly satisfied the way that Dr. Ta'ana Ta was in her box at the end. <laughs> I was purring. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. Uh, no, that was fantastic. So much fun. However, I, I do want to have, I, I have one editor's note for you in that whole thing. Um, because you said Voyager, you took up too much time. I would like you to have said Voy. Ooh, okay, okay. Yeah, you I'll know, just an editor's that. note for later, though. <laughs> you know, I heard, I heard somewhere, um, and this is a complete lie, but I think it makes for good tenor, uh, entertainment. I heard that the working title of this episode was How Shax Got His Paw Back. <laughs> a paw with two A's. <laughs> ah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, okay, I've said this on Mission Log many times. Um, I have seen some Voyager. My favorite episode so far, my guiltiest pleasure is Threshold. I love Tom Paris as a character. And I love the fact that he's on a handshake mission. 
(laughs) (laughs) It reminded me a lot of, I I think it was supposed to be a reference to, you know, how Trek actors make the circuit and tell their stories and everything. But also given the fact that Robert Duncan McNeil and Garrett Wong have also started a podcast recently, I took it as sort of a shot across the bow at at that. (laughs) A little break in the fourth wall, just kind of like like the outsiders in, right? (laughs) So um, one of the reasons why I think we both love this show is because it makes us laugh. I rarely ever just cackle out loud. But that dude that was talking about Klingon acid punk. Oh, man. Right? That that I, I'm assuming he's supposed to be the same. Like, I'm assuming he's supposed to be a Cadian. Looks like, yeah. Because he looks feline. But I also loved the attitude that he gave until Tendi mm-hmm. proved that she was cool. Because we right. all know those people in our life. And it's nice to know that not just humans are like that. Exactly. Like, once you drop the in the know, then mm-hmm. everything's cool, right? And, and until then, we're, we're kind of like, we're not really each other's fans right now, right? And all of a sudden, it's like, Yo, you know, remember that scene with that one dude that one time? Like, dude, I was totally there. Oh, we're buds. <laughs> he would have done so well. Besties. Mm-hmm. He would have done so well working at uh, Amoeba, R.I.P. Amoeba. For, that's oh, totally. an L.A. reference for everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What were some of your favorite moments on the show? I mean, Shax, of course. One of my favorite characters from last season. Uh, I was devastated when he passed away. So, so, so happy to have him back. But also... Not introducing Tom Paris as the creator of Fairhaven. <laughs> like, I, it was so brilliant and so shady. I want it on a t-shirt. I would wear it. Uh, Fairhaven, I don't know if you've seen that episode, but like debatably skippable, depending on how hard you love Voy. Uh, that was like, that was the moment that got me above all else was the creator of Fairhaven. <laughs> I am so glad that you have embraced the editor's note. Makes me happy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Me, I want to keep my heart the gig. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. We have some callers lined up and I uh, would love to take the calls right now. So Earl, who do we have first? And why are you wearing such a bright pink shirt? Or is this a theme thing? Uh, this is the uh, week two t-shirt. Yeah. So oh, okay. Double, double Boimler and the Titan and it's phasing out. But yeah, so that's the week two t-shirt from the t-shirt club, which is once again back. Every I'm week, a terrible host, a Chris. I should say that we have Chris on the line. <laughs> but the pink Chris just bedazzled me. Chris is always the first caller. It's just but, known. Bedazzled it my is. eyes. <laughs> so yeah, this is the so week cool. two t-shirt. Yeah, um, new t-shirt every week. Uh, this week's t-shirt is obviously Tana in the box. It's in a kind of like modern pop art style. The yeah. same style, if you remember the cube dog shirt from last season. I have the oh, cube yeah, dog yeah. shirt. Yeah. So, yeah, so it looks kind of like that, but it's Tana in the box um, doing her thing. Uh, so, yeah, that's the pink t-shirt. Uh, no, this was a really great episode. I feel like Mike McMahon and the team just like went into my head and like wrote this specifically <laughs> for me. I love it so much. I love Mariner lore. I love Tendi lore. I love the whole concept of the girls' trip. It's just, oh, it's so wonderful. I love it all. Is there anything that they did in their their antics that was kind of like a surprise to you? Like, there, it was like a surprise to each other. I think the the scene, not not a surprise, but I think the scene that hit me the most is the scene when they're visiting um, Tendi's cousin, and Mariner doesn't know Tendi's name. And there's the way that the way Tawny and Noel played that and the way it's sort of drawn out. And I love Tendi's line is like, I forget what she says, 
about, but she says, like, Beckett. She, like, emphasizes mm-hmm. that she knows Mariner's first name. Uh, I thought that was, like, a great episode, because this really hit a lot of, like, emotional spectrum of, like, this is feel good. This is, like, what's going on? Are they going to get this resolved? And obviously they have what I think is probably my favorite scene is that scene in the cockpit at the end where they sort of bare their souls and they're like, you know, we have our flaws, but they still, you know, care about each other despite their flaws, which I thought was a really sweet sort of morals meaning messages moment. Definitely. Ashley, how many times did you watch the episode just to kind of like ferret out like all the stuff that was going on? Because there were three storylines at least going on. There was the Shacks and um, Rutherford storyline. There was the Tendy Mariner storyline and there was the Boimler plate storyline. So how did you sort that all out? So I watched it once, not sober, uh, which was awesome. Is that when you but, wrote the script? But I, <laughs> I, I definitely panic wrote the script this morning. <laughs> and then I will say that made it awesome, but it's hard to retain anything when you do that. So if anyone else is doing that, I would recommend revisiting because the episode does stand up. Watched it once again to be like, was this as awesome as I remember it? Because... It is also the 800th episode of Star Trek that's ever been aired and ever, I don't know if ever made, right? Because your production order is wild, but like such a great episode to be such an important mile marker on this. So then I watched it once over and then I watched it. Uh, I started it, I think at about 545 uh, California time, right before this. I like to watch it right before. So three times for the three storylines and three times to be emotionally gratified that Jax came back the very next season and that the girls got to have some interactions together because that's a really important dynamic that gets left out in a lot of uh, media. And I love that everyone who works on Lower Decks is smart enough to be like, we should address this. Right, right, totally. Uh, you know, what I loved about like watching it like multiple times, you're always seeing like these little nuggets of learning like mm-hmm. it's, it's it's surprising how much like they they slip in like these very mission log-esque morals meanings and messages moments right especially at the end and it's you know i'm i'm not you know uh an expert in the terminology but you know tendy and and uh and mariner you know the the um the bechdel test was definitely passed yes you know, it was in, in shuttlecraft ride back home so um, oh, I'm wearing this T-shirt, by the way. I don't know if you can see this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna hoist myself up. I'm gonna do my very first dip of the day. Hope my uh, triceps can handle it. Is that what you would be asking the replicator for, even if it did not recognize you? Well, I'm I'm doing this because I'm a fan of hot sauces, and uh, one of my favorite scenes is when Shax uh, he ordered the the kiwi spicy yes uh, relish <laughs> for the hot dog because I want to try that now. Um, I'm a fan of kiwis. I'm a fan of hot sauce. So let's see if the two meet. And what makes it spicy? Is it tahini, like what you do with a mango or something like that? What makes the kiwi hot sauce spicy? Yeah. What makes it spicy? Attitude. Attitude (laughs) It's how you order it. See, the way that Boimler ordered his food, he's like, "Uh, someone give me something. I need something to eat, please. And Chach is like, kiwi, spicy. That's how you do it. Right. With authority. With authority. Right. You got You got it. You have to make the replicator fear you. That's the only way to do it. Literally the most powerful machine, the creation machine, the god of the ship you must make for you. This is how Kirk wins all the battles with computers every single time. Well, he also romances them because they're almost always ladies. Also fear. So I'm just saying. 
you know, this is this matter of perspective. Sorry, Chris, we're completely hijacking your call. But... <laughs> no, good. good. Uh, I would say on the topic of the kiwi ketchup thing, it sort of reminds me. Um, there's at ArcLight, RIP ArcLight. Uh, they had yeah. a watermelon sort of like remoulade thing that they would put on their hot dogs, and it wasn't spicy, but I'd imagine you could make it spicy. And so I'm imagining something like that as the kiwi thing. Yeah. Also, in regards to the watching, I like to watch it twice. I watch it once on Thursday and then once. Um, right before the show, like Ashley. Um, I also like to watch, the first time I'm just sort of listening, not that I'm not watching, but like the first time I'm just listening, and the second time I actually like to sort of pay attention to like the animation and the animatics, because a lot of times there's like really interesting body language that you don't catch the first time. Like I remember in the premiere when they're talking about, oh, I bet Boimler's having fun, they cut back to Mariner, and it's like half a frame, but she has this sort of like sad look on her face when they're talking about how much fun Boimler's having. And so I like to sort of, you know, watch the body language, you know, that, mm. that they've animated in. But yeah, no, this was a really great week. I'm very excited to see where this is going. Definitely probably one my favorite of the season so far. Oh, all right. Favorite of all three episodes. That's so good, man. You know, like I was saying, you know, in a, in a short season, that's, that speaks highly of it. But remember, there's a Mugatu coming up next episode. So that, that's good stuff, right? That's classic. Anywho, so uh, Chris, thanks for calling in. We have a bunch of callers, and our special guest star is waiting in the wings. So we're going to have one more caller, then a little bit of station identification, and then we're going to launch the second half of the show. You do not want to miss this. So let's bring on Alan. Alan, what's happening, my man? Hey, hey. Norman, Hello. Ashley, it is, it, is, it is thrilling to be back with you again this week. Um, Another week, another another fine episode of Lower Decks, or or, or low as as we call it. Um, <laughs> is, is there is there an official one? I I, keep I don't know. To think if it's, I, all all I know is like somebody out there really needs to take the font from Disco and put out the Voy, put out I don't know, like nine or maybe the number nine. You know, and yeah. then it's usually DS nine. Yeah, DS nine. I do remember when when Disco started though the discussions about what that abbreviation was going to be before we settled on Disco. Yeah, <laughs> and those like, impol- impolite options. <laughs> I like LDS. It's just so in universe. Right? <laughs> it's true. Yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah. Ashley's watched a little too much LDS. You know, LDS. Yeah. <laughs> right. Especially Josh, what do you think about the episode, bro? I thought it was I thought it was uh, good. I, I like you guys. I was happy to see the uh, Tendi Mariner pairing because I, I I do think that that was sort of a a needed thing that they that they were well well versed in in addressing. And um, you know it's it's about time that they got those characters together. I'd like to see a Rutherford Boimler. Uh, you know, bro out episode at some point, just sort of get everybody sort of connected um, outside of their usual pairings. Um, you know, it's just, you know, a lot of, a lot of great Star Trek stuff going to Quailar two, going to Starship Earhart and playing Domjot versus uh, a group of saucy Nausicans. Uh, you were, know. were you waiting for someone to get a knife through the chest? Is that what you were waiting for? Uh, not specifically, but you know, <laughs> I'm, you know, it's, it's not Wait that kind of party, but <laughs> also Tellarites in that bar. 
Oh, he was nice. trying to keep the peace, which is hilarious for a teller, right? Right, right. Like, like, yeah. absolutely <laughs> not, not what I yeah. would have expected that character to be doing, which I think speaks volumes about the level of conflict that we were witnessing. Yeah, yeah. and you know, um, it's just, uh, it's always nice to have a show that asks the important questions like, you know, what was up with T'Pol's hair that one year? <laughs> How dare you? dare you <laughs> no i understand uh, yeah but yeah i i think it was good um you know uh and uh yeah it's just god yeah uh, also um spicy hot dog con- con- ugh, condiment uh can we Ooh. can we uh throw out curry worst would that be a good option curry worst you can throw it out good, if though. you want <laughs> But I think that um, I, I think that with kind of like the the delta on the bottom of the shoes, I think the next big thing for the conventions is going to be everyone's going to have a hot dog meetup <laughs> with spicy kiwi, you know, condiment and possibly street corn. That's what yeah. we want to oh, see happen. Please, you know? the street corn though, right? Exactly. <laughs> I want to have like pips all over my chest. I'm like, look at me. I'm a freaking admiral. Look at all the corn <laughs> on my chest. I'm a six star admiral. Exactly. Go to the go to the concession stand. Get your bonsai tree. You know, it's all good. See, that's the thing. Okay, so uh, I was I was talking to the about this the other day. There's a Star Wars thing where people run around with like an ice cream machine and like an (laughs) orange jumpsuit, right? They do that in all the Star Wars conventions. Everyone needs to run around with the Boimler thing and the tree. Will Row Hood, yeah, yeah. We'll do Will Row Hood. That's it, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome, man. Um, Oh, oh, hey, hey, look at that. I can't get a background on my uh, on my uh, Discord uh, panels, but I can get a rim <laughs> shot here on Mission Log Live. So that's technology for you, Earl. You just earned your pay. I won't say anything hey. bad about you in the credits. <laughs> All right, one last bit here, and then yeah. uh, we got a break for station identification, and then we're going to get on to our special guest star. No worries. Yeah, just uh, yeah. I, I again, I you know, I'm continually amazed by the little the little nuances that they get to, to put in these shows and uh, you know, the fact that even at, you know, half the, the, the length of a typical Star Trek, you still get all the story. You still get all the, the character moments and you get a lot of funny too. So, I mean, what's not to like. Exactly. Totally agree, man. So, well, have a good one. It's been awesome. All right, Alan, nice I'm expecting, you I'm expecting your meme game, again. dude. I'm expecting your oh. meme game on point for this Thursday. Don't disappoint me. You know, Fingers crossed. Oh, I, I can't say what I was going to say or else I'd spoil my own podcast. How so, dare. How dare. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks Alan. Um, yep. We're, we're going to take a little bit of a break here and talk about, you know, yeah, I've, I've dropped uh, Patreon and Discord a couple of times here on the show. That's because I just wanted to give a huge shout out and a huge thanks to everyone who supports Mission Log on Patreon. Uh, Patreon is our um, subscription that uh, helps fund the show. And we also have uh, access to a Discord server where people can join a a variety of different threads from talking about the podcast to talking to John and myself live to talking about pretty much every food or every possible cocktail that you want under the sun. 
because that's pretty much mostly what the threads are. <laughs> um, but we talk about everything. And uh, it's a great place for the community to come together and to share like-minded interests and to just be fans together. So uh, we've had some cr uh, fantastic discussions on our um, Thursday night Mission Log After Dark shows discussing the, the live drops. And on Sunday mornings, uh, Morn is my handle there because, you know, like Morn, we just talk so much. Um, but it's just it's just great to have everyone just very energetic, uh, very sharing and caring and um, creating this incredibly valuable community uh, for the Trek fans out there. So I just want to thank everyone who is participating. And if you'd like to sign up and if you'd like to support Mission Log in that way, you can go to missionlog.com uh, forward slash Patreon or patreon.com slash mission log. That's what I should say. Patreon.com slash mission log. Forget everything that I said uh, before I got the right address there. Because I'm so excited. I'm so excited for all of you to join us. And here we are. Back half of the show. I promised you a special guest. I wasn't lying. Um, do we have a drum roll? Or at least a rim shot? I don't know how he wants to get uh, brought in there, girl. All right, rim shot it is. So for... Oh, no. Oh, Anna. Oh, okay. Oh, so, sad uh... trombone played by... William Riker. Without further ado, <laughs> yeah. uh, Mission Log Live, uh, well, we'd like to welcome Fred Tattashore. Welcome, Fred. How are oh, you? Oh, thank you, Norman. Thank you, Ashley. By the prophets. You didn't, you didn't <laughs> oh. think you got rid of me that soon, did you? For God's That's sake. That's so good. All I needed. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank made. you. <laughs> it's an honor to be here. Definitely. Hanyu. Sorry, Adu. It's great to have you here. You know, I, I promised uh, John, and uh, I, I don't think I promised Ashley this, so I only have 50% of it in the boat right now, but I wasn't going to ask you, how did you come back? I'm not supposed to ask <laughs> See, you that this, question. Right? This is, is really <laughs> tough. You know, whether I was brought back microscopically from a Borg lab or survived a um, recreation from a parallel dimension, both are possibles. Um, I'm still here. It was very painful, and I'm glad to be here by the prophets. No, really, it it's um, ah, your guess is as good as mine. It really is. It's it is. It's fascinating. I love the fact that it just happened. The thing is, is that he, you know, Shax is so tough as nails. I could just see somehow he just by determination and by <laughs> strict uh, discipline. Somehow I made it back. If um, there was like one atom of him alive, that atom would fight for life. It, it would, would like fight to him, death right? and get a mitochondria <laughs> and find a way. You know, I'm like, yeah. Tr truly imagining him at the prophet's right. portal being like, I still have business to do. Baby Bear's not ready for me to leave him. I will come back when the time is right. Actually, I think that is actually the best. Uh, that is the best <laughs> scenario, actually. Oh, I can see you. that. But I'm not done yet. Come on! And they're like, you are done, Shax. There is much to explore in another universe. No, 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 baby bear needs me! Rutherford needs me! You know, like, yeah, I, 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 I see it. And it's, I, what I love is just how shattered he is, though. Like, coming back. That was, that was the best part. It was just like, how are you doing? I just, I don't want to talk about it. Really, it's, it's best left unsaid. You know, and well, when, it, you, when you see that on the page, Fred, like, how do you interpret that? Like, what do you think's going on in Shax's head? For me, I, it's funny you say that. I really do have to kind of create a backstory for myself. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it is something of that nature. It was, pr I always went for the parallel dimension thing that there was just that, uh. uh, yes. And that, the, that we all, and by the way, I hope I'm not going 
off. I hope Mike doesn't mind me talking. Canon confirmed. I know. You know, how, you know how it is, though. <laughs> like, you just feel so bad. Like, I'm going to say stuff that nobody wants me to say. But the fact is that, you know, there are a lot of parallel dimensions and that there sometimes you have a negative version of yourself somewhere. And what I love the fact is that Shaq's negative version of himself is himself. <laughs> you know, like, a, like there's a point of this, like, it's just like, yeah, destroy it all. No, no, I am the same damn person. And I'll tell you, I really like a good song. You know, like, like, he's, just, he's, he's just still a good guy, but, you know, he's still out negative himself. I don't know. Um, it let was shocking. You, I'm sorry, Fred, let me ask please. you this. No, no, so please. how many scripts, I have that there's a two-part question. How many scripts do you get to see ahead? And if it's possible, do you think that Shax would be the guy now who's like maybe a little, you know, he's a little softer, a little bit more reserved. Instead of like blow everything up, he's like, do you really think we should do that? Okay. For the first question, um, I don't get to see, I get to have full scripts, which I love. I get to read the full thing. I do get all the scripts uh, and I get to read, uh, you know, get to know what's happening right now. Um, I don't get a sense of what's happening in the future. This is just like, you know, working on Walking Dead. I have so many friends that work on that show. They're like, I don't know if I'm going to die this season. You know, like, like that's kind of how it is for me. You did, know, like, Did you know you were not, not super dead, not totally dead when that happened? Did you know you'd be coming back? Only mostly dead? Am I allowed to yeah. say this? Yes, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I did. And, I, and it was crazy for me to keep the secret. It was like, it was so funny how many interviews and how many people I've talked to. I'm like, yeah, well, because it's all true. He went mm -hmm. out the way he would want to. Sure. He went out heroic. He went out um, helping, you know, his loved ones, his team. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, even if that was the end, and I, and as a voice actor, Many of my characters, we're talking about Star Wars, so, nobody survives. Like, I, I die so many times. It's just, it's terrible. You know, and so like, this was just another one of those, like, oh, he's going to die. But it was great because if you're going to die, you're going to go out in the blaze of glory, literally. I believe he went out punching a guy, you know, during an explosion. Like, I mean, and this was the greatest time of his life. Because my backstory for Shaxx is that he... He survived a lot of revolution. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like he came to the Federation late in life. I feel that he is well-steeped. I feel he's a survivor. And he really looks at... I, I, I just love this guy. He really looks after, you know, his people. Um, but he's flustered. He gets angry. And uh, as a humanoid of a certain age, you know, it's like the technology <laughs> is just pissing me off. You know, and, but he does care. And, um, so I, 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 I was aware that we're coming back, but the sort of joke was that there was going to be no explanation, <laughs> you know? So that is tough. Um, but in a way it's kind of wonderful because, uh, it just, it, it shows a bizarre resilience. And I love the fact that it was actually not a good experience for him. Like, like, like right. this, this really was a very traumatic experience and it's really not the time to talk about it. Like if I was really going to honor my friend here, I'd be like, I, I really think we need to move on. Yeah. <laughs> but, the, like, but that makes me more curious, doesn't it? It makes me wonder like, what, what happened? Um, well, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, Fred, like there, I think there are a lot of 
There are a lot of curious fans out there. We're having Me too. incredible, <laughs> incredible, fast and furious just activity in the chat. But um, if you would, uh, would you love to take a couple of other calls with us? And I, I certainly line? would. But please, I want, I want to please forgive me in advance. In that, <laughs> I probably don't know the answers to a lot of these questions that you may be asking. I really, I, I, I want to honor that. That's fine. <laughs> you know, just, that now that's totally um, fine. But, uh, but as an actor. Um, you do have to kind of create the reality, and for me, it was uh, for me it was like a parallel dimension thing. Um, it's still him. It's really him. It's not. You yes, know, it's, it's him. Okay. And, well, I hope uh, sooner or later, somewhere along the line, I hope that Shax gets to tell the story about his eye. I and do his too. Remember? Yes. Well, that. Right? Yes, and that's that's probably a lot with his upbringing. I think he he's seen too much. Um, they really, I mean, let's talk to the Bajorans. They've really suffered. They, they really do have a, a, a very hard tale. And if you are a Bajoran, you, you have made it through. Um, and I feel that he's a deep, as, as, as aggravated and as crazy as he is, he's actually a very deeply spiritual guy. So I feel that there, he has a certain level of Kung Fu that, that would work to bring himself back. But it was probably very, very very difficult and um it's still him though y'all it's not you know it's all right you heard it from him you heard it from fred so by the way and and i'll maybe eat my words when we find out some weird script later (laughs) where you know (laughs) i don't think so though because like you say what i love is how soft he is that's what a lot of people don't know i've been playing the comedy of him blowing up stuff and his first reaction is to like i i think we must destroy the warp core i think we must you know like his his reactions oftentimes are extreme for a security guy you know that's kind of <laughs> but he's the guy you want in a fight and he you know like to help you um and he's a sweetheart he actually really cares about uh, people he really has. Big bear. Yeah, you have big bear, baby bear, right? He's but that's the... fairly typical of the Bajorans that we see. Like Ro right. and Kira also oh, started Kira. out as really hard fronted, and then yeah. we saw their emotional journey, and we learned about their time in the resistance. So both you of those were my models. Fabulous company. Yeah, Kira yeah. was a perfect model for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Ooh, totally. Maybe Shax was part of the Shakar. Do you maybe they now? kissed once. I just want everyone to kiss on the show. I know. <laughs> oh, he's in love with the doctor, but we won't get into it. All right. <laughs> Headline well, canon. Official. We know that. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, uh, jumping into this swirling melee of amazingness. Oh, here, my gosh. Uh, we have uh, John Arminio. So, John, welcome. John. And uh, say hi to Fred. And say hi hey, to John. Hello, Fred. Uh, yes, great to see, see you again. Thank good you. Good to see you again. Yeah. Hi, John. <laughs> What's happening, uh, man? Uh, uh, I'm great. This is such a great episode. You know, thank you, Fred, for joining us again. Oh, it's, it's, it's an like honor. A, uh, thank you. Um, I, you know, one of the things that I I really thought was very deep about this episode was how it touched on like work friend relationships, yes. like how he deeply, you know, b- between Rutherford and Shax, and uh, and then between uh, Tendi and and Mariner. Mm-hmm. how you can have such you know deep connection with people while at your job but especially if they're from another race or background you there's like this 75% of their life that you're just not familiar with and no matter no matter how intimate you get at work there's this barrier between your relationship uh at work and then at home and it yeah. can be sometimes very painful and awkward um to 
bridge that gap. And I, I for a, a 25 minute show, I thought that was incredibly deep and insightful. I, I agree. I, it, I equate it to wartime. I mean, we all work in production, a lot of us. So production uh, kind of is like that, but really wartime is like that too. The idea that you spend time on a warship or like you are, you spend time with somebody in battle and someone is your superior. They're your captain, your lieutenant, you're the private. And then once that's done, you're in the private sector, you're in the, you know, the, the civilian sector, and those connections are no longer there. And it's very interesting, like, you're right, you don't know 75, 50% of that person's life. And yet in the, in the heat of battle or in the heat of, of, of exchange, you guys connect in a very deep way. And uh, I, I I love how I agree, I totally agree with you. I love how the show, you know, shows that like we still don't know anybody's yeah. real. They don't know. We know as an audience, we know their backgrounds better than they do. You know, and so it's kind of yeah. it's Point. really interesting to see like, oh, OK, how they deal with each other. And um, yeah, that's actually one of those. That's an by the way, John, that's like one of the that's an excellent observation of the show it's really oh, good thank you that. no it really is that's it, it that is shown actually more than other shows actually you know that that is their relationship is um is drawn out of their experiences in this sort of contrived environment and, and yeah well and, and starfleet it, is often referred to as a peacekeeping armada and sometimes yeah. i think the military the more militaristic aspects of that get tampered down to deal with the sort of secular humanism that Gene Roddenberry like infused from the original yes. series. And this episode, as John pointed out, is such an excellent example of those types of relationships without having to throw anyone into a wartime scenario. Yeah. Like right. this is a pretty safe episode. Yeah. At least as far as the Cerritos business is concerned. Most definitely. Yeah. This totally. also falls into the uh, tradition of Star Trek that we've seen this before. And, and I'm glad that Lower Decks was able to touch on this because, say, for instance, in, in Star Trek um, Beyond, you know, there was that scene where when, when Kirk said, when did Sulu have time for a family to make a family? Why wouldn't he know that? They never talked about that. Or even in Star right. Trek V, you know, when Cybok was you know, bringing up their deepest, darkest emotions, Kirk didn't know that about McCoy's father. He didn't know that about Spock's shame. And these right. are his closest friends. But there, there's just a threshold. <laughs> I got you. Ashley did not respond. I wanted you to respond. I said, there's a threshold. <gasps> you won't. She won't give me the satisfaction. <laughs> you oh. can't see me. <laughs> Um, that they won't cross, that they, that they won't cross, that there's a professionalism uh, versus kind of like a private life. And even if they oh, go, I'm sorry, together, I was, so. I was too mad. I was too busy being mad about secret siblings <laughs> and what a trope that's become ever since Cybok introduced it. <laughs> so many hard feelings, um, <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. They were that close and they wouldn't comment on something like that to bring somebody out of what job they have to do. You know, for, you know, that was a big thing for McCoy's father. That was a very deep problem for him. A real, like, what a life-defining moment for him to be the way he is, right? Exactly. And, and, yeah, why would you try to bring him out of that space, uh, you know, to, be, to bring him down in a sense? You know, like, that's too much to bring up. But it's, it's great to be exposed to that and to really know somebody's life in a deep way like that. And it just deepens the bond, right? It you know, does, truly, yeah, absolutely. 
John, we have a uh, time for you for about one more question with Fred, and then we're going to get on to our next caller. I hope I can answer this. Um, <laughs> uh, please tell me you were one of the Cleon Choir voices for the <laughs> Cleon Acid Punk. Because I, I, as a metal fan, I, it just gave me such glee to hear like, no, 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 no. Uh, coming out of the <laughs> coming out of the Star way, Trek episode. I mean, if you're gonna have, Cl- yes, thank you. And if you're gonna have Klingon acid, I mean, what a great thing to have Klingon acid punk. I mean, uh, Kapla, today is a good day to die. You know, like, 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 how perfect. And we've we've heard Klingon music before. You know, like, I mean, it was more more of a ballad. But uh, I, I I just love the fact that they did that. I, yeah, <laughs> I really do. That was perfect. Well, you have Worf with all of his operas, right? And you have like um, you know, even like you know, with uh, with uh, Chang saying, you know, you haven't heard Shakespeare unless it's done in the traditional original Klingon. But now you have Klingon acid punk followed right. up. I mean, following literally following up an episode previously where you had Kalis's sex helmet. I mean, we're talking about a lot of things and kind of like <laughs> Klingon, like deviant society of Klingon you know, culture that we've never seen before, which no, I think and, is amazing. And I, right. And I, and honestly that we've been waiting for that because we've only seen certain aspects of this planet and we've only seen certain aspects of these people, you know, and it's so nice to get a kind of a more rounded approach of like who, who they, who they are, what they'd be into, uh, and uh, they've got to have some great music coming out. You know what I mean? Oh, some sure. great poetry. They, they, they're, they're so, in some ways, well spoken. <laughs> you know what I mean? They really are. <laughs> no, it's poetry. You know, it's, 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 it's dark, and and uh, it, it doesn't address. I remember I was very lucky. I think I we talked about this last time, but I was able to do some. Um, uh, translation work uh, speaking Klingon in some of the films, and the creator to the to the uh, Klingon language was was helping us out. And I would say at the end, um, "How would we say goodbye?" And he's like, "We wouldn't." <laughs> but I love that, you know, just like yeah. There was a certain my favorite thing of the Klingon thing is when someone passes, you know, and, and we're all present. You have to yell. You have the spirit yell mm-hmm. as that i think that is just badass i think that's so cool we should Can you give us one that. like oh um, just like as soon as they die it's like okay i gotta lower so i don't blow out the speakers all right. just like it's all for you guys here well i'll just I'm, um i think he has passed and that is the bur- thing yeah <laughs> and that it is is the spirit leaving the body you know what i mean and i thought man you know, birth is hard enough, but now death, they have a bunch of three, three Klingons yelling for your, the departure of your spirit is. Yeah. What's a 21 gun salute compared to that, right? Come on. <laughs> it's, it's, it, and it's exactly how you feel. Sorry to be dark, but like, that's like that, that was, I thought, man, that just gave them a humanity that I just loved, <laughs> you know, just like, wow. As as much as we pick on them and they pick on everybody, <laughs> it's like <laughs> I was I was like I respect that you would not understand. That's my Michael Dorn. <laughs> you would not understand. You are oh, not God. a warrior. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, oh, should we have a warf off? It's like I don't oh, understand what you're saying, Fred. I do not understand what you're saying. Or 
yeah, yeah. I feel like you're Norman. both coming for the inevitable Young Wharf animated series. You're trying to get that gig away oh. from Mr. Dorn. <laughs> no, I would never do that. That man, by the way, I'm sure you've worked with him or talked with him. He is so talented in every way. And, like, he does a voice that will untie your shoe. You know, like, you'll be, you'll, you know, in like the session. Oh, how are you? And everyone's oh always asking him to, you know, do that voice. And he, he has a range. Like, he does everything. But, you know, everyone's like, can you just do the work? He's like, can I just be the scientist or no? Okay. Yeah, you know? Oh, he should, by the way, he, he should have played Willie Mays in a biopic. Please. Oh, my God. And, by the way, I'm going to also promote that man is a slamming bass player. He is, yes. So his bass okay, has so honor. Okay, so I need you to start a his, band. His bass has honor. <laughs> no, he's, 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 he's a wonderful guy. I've worked with him many times and just, just oh, man, what a what a talent. <laughs> and, you know, just multi-talented. And I, never had to speak as much Klingon as some others, <laughs> he told me. But <laughs> it's like, yeah. But really, All right, so uh, I'm sorry for I want to put no, you no, on no. pause for like one second. We're going to get John. Uh, thank you, John, for uh, calling in. Thank you, John. Um, My great question. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And uh, wow, so many sound effects. Ooh, we got I, I two soundboards. Just trying to give him applause. <laughs> oh, and then uh, we have time for just one more caller. So all the way from and New Zealand. And then I want to read some uh, uh, Roddenberry quotes at the end. But yes, oh, fantastic! Yeah. All right. So all the way from New Zealand, a country oh, wow. with so much honor. I know. We have truly. <laughs> What's up, Paul? I'm glad you can make the show. Kia ora, how are you going? Hey. What time is it? It's uh, 2.48 in the afternoon here, so um, oh, so I hardly yeah. I hardly ever get to join in normally, because normally I'm at work, but currently I'm, I'm trapped at home, and not just because New Zealand's a, a penal colony, obviously, but uh, <laughs> <Hey>. because <laughs> we're, in, <laughs> we're in a full lockdown here at the moment uh, oh. for the first time in a year, thanks to the Delta. Way to bring it back around to Tom Paris, by the way. Bravo yeah. to you. <laughs> um. The Delta Quadrant variant, yeah. So, um, there you go. Truly. Yeah, what a, look, this, uh, was, here we go. this was a great episode. I finally spilt my drink for real from laughing at an episode of Star Trek. And I feel like spilling a drink is the sign of true humor. It was actually the scene uh, in which Fred, your uh, shacks was, there was various theories about how you might've come back to life. Yes. And there was the Picard line, it's always Christmas in the Nexus. Yeah. And that was it. I lost it and um, oh. the drink went. So, oh, um, Paul, yeah. I'm so happy. That, that just made my week. <laughs> Thank you. It was I'm worth the spillage. I really enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, so uh, look, Fred, firstly, you are so loved, not just by you know, the, the, the Star Wars universe, the He-Man universe, and now the Star Trek community. Your character is so perfect for this show. It's great having you back. It's just hey, great. Thanks, Paul. It's an honor for me, too. Thank you. I did hear you say at the top that you might not have all the answers to the questions, so I'm going to go real easy on you. And so, um, <laughs> so with, 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 um, you know, with Jonathan Frakes coming back as Riker and uh, Robert Duncan McNeil as Tom Parrish, I was just wondering who might you, as a Star Trek fan, like to see cameo in Lower Decks and bring their character back to life? Oh, man, I um, I always liked um, Odo. He's passed away, Rene oh, Bergenois. Mm-hmm. I know, not to be a downer, but dang, he just was yeah. my... I just love that guy, and I love that character, and I uh, wish we were mentioning Michael Dorn. I would love to see Michael Dorn back. Um, oh, but gosh. what? What if? What if any Nana of the, came any, back? Any of the captains too? 
you know, I mean, absolutely. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What? So what, Fred, what if you had a, what if Shax and Kira had a scene together? We could get in a nom <laughs> voice. What was, what was the last thing you said? What if, if I you had what? If you could have a voice scene with Kira. Nana and Kira as Kira, that would be awesome. Um, it would be amazing. I actually would love that. Um, I Put don't that out there. Yeah, yeah, boy, that's a really great idea. I don't know. I don't know what it would manifest as though, because Shax always seems to me like such a almost a father figure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like like he would be such a instructional. Um, you know, he would be such a, 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 a paternal force. You know what I mean? But uh, that would be awesome. And, and like, the stuff that they would have to reconcile with the stuff that they would have to go through and Like explain. his scar? Well, the scar is, is definitely something. And I think that that may have defined him. A li- not the scar alone, but I really think he comes from a very hard past. That's my, my feeling. When I play him, I don't think of him always as Starfleet. You know, mm-hmm. like there's some people who really try to be Starfleet. They've always tried to be. I think he fell into it because it was the right thing to do. And I think he did it later. I really do. That's just my, I, by the way, I, I might be fired and <laughs> ever saying that, but I really do. I, I really do. I, he, he doesn't, he doesn't have, he just has mad skills. And I think he has, um, so I think he's been through quite a bit. So for him to encounter, uh, you know, Akira Neris or any, anybody that would be of his culture or of a time, uh, where they were being, um, you know, uh, overtaken or tortured or whatever, I think he he could really bring something to it. And I would love to see something like that. Absolutely. So like a Gold Ducat confrontation? Hey, (laughs) now. I'm a huge Cardassian fan. I think they look so cool. I know Cardassians are cool. No, I get it. I would love that. No, they are cool. They are. They're I know they're evil, but they look so great. No, 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 no. But they're so, they are cool. They're, they're charismatic and lizardly and like, no, there's something very cool about them. I agree. Um, um, but yes, that would be wonderful to see. Actually. I'd love to see that. Good question, Paul. I'd love to see that. Yeah. Excellent. Paul. Oh, good. I'll, um, I'll give up the, uh, the mic, because I think we'd probably all rather hear Fred talk. Uh, he's got some Jim Roddenberry quotes, but I just want to quickly say, Ashley, oh, no. great, great recap. And I think Mr. Champion may have to raise his game to keep up now. Ooh. I see how John just has to raise his game, but Ooh, I don't. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. See what I did there. Oh, yep, yep, 20 bucks is headed right to you. Thank you. <laughs> the profits, Paul. Paul. <laughs> Take care. There you guys. Take care, buddy. Oh, that's so funny. Now I don't have to worry about my game. John has to worry about his game. Right? Oh, I'm my good. gosh. You guys. <laughs> so you have some gene roddenberry quotes you'd like well to i just i you know the last time i came on the show uh we we talked about so many things and we ran out of time and i i just i i i'm so honored i got to 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 do some quotes for roddenberry we had a video for his anniversary uh you know his birthday and i just was kind of um I, 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 I still think of these things and i think wow whenever i watch the shows or anything i always think about what a man before time. I, and right now, how great it would be. It, it, you know, we watch the news, and not to get political, but, you know, it really does feel like the end of the world. I know it's not. But there's so many bad things going on right now. And that vision, you know, of the future of, of getting rid of poverty and, and, you know, just the disputes that we all have. Um, I would just love to have 
I'd love that in place. But there's two things by the prophets I'd like to read to you. And this is something we all can agree with. Science fiction. I'm going to have to read it. In, can I, should I read it in Shaq's voice? Mm. Oh, I think sure. you must. Okay. Yeah, think... All right. Hold on here. Right. <laughs> I don't like this man's penmanship. He plays me. He plays me. Yeah, I try to. Yeah, all right, buddy. Step aside. You're good, though. Science fiction taught me to live in the real world. I thought that was beautiful. Here we are. Our galaxy alone is so incredibly vast that the most conservative mathematical odds still add up to millions of planets almost identical to our own, capable of life, even intelligence, and strange new civilizations. Alien beings that will range from the fiercely primitive to the incredibly exotic intelligence which will far surpass humankind. Not Bajor, of course, but you understand. Right? Come on. Not, not dragging Bajor at the end. <laughs> he didn't I, do that. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm welling up with a Shaq's tear. Just I appreciate like that. The over the scar. It's like over the scar. Right yeah. there, I will yeah. say, um, Fred, you're the first person on Lower Decks to make me cry. I did cry last season when Shaq's went to the prophets. So it was really beautiful for you Ashley, to read this quote for us. <laughs> thank you. That was actually a big thing for me too. Thank you. <laughs> really glad, dear. <laughs> But I like Thank what you, you said before, Fred. It's like he he went out like the way he wanted to go out. You know, it wasn't, yeah. you know, behind desk. It wasn't because of bureaucracy. He was fighting for his baby bear, right? So That's right. He that's says, what he this does. is he the fights greatest for day of my life. <laughs> like, yeah, truly. We should all be so lucky to go out truly, in the same way. Truly. Sitting Absolutely. behind these desks and these microphones recording Mission Lock. <laughs> I, hey, that's right. I'm right with you. <laughs> well, I love the uh, you, so you have your own little production machine I can see on the side. Uh, is that yeah? yeah um, so. Well, I've been I've been traveling around. I'm I'm calling you in from uh, Macon, Georgia, right now because okay. my wife is working on a production out here. She's an art director, okay. and it was just too long to be a, a, a interesting. When you have her job, it is like being on a spaceship for five weeks or four months or whatever. It's too long to be apart from the family. So I just said, let's bring the kid, three-year-old kid, myself. Fortunately, I'm able to work remotely, which is really a blessing. And I got, I got my little rinky-dink, you know, traveling uh, sound thing with my soundboard. And I've been able to uh, record. And if I can't do that, I record from, you know, a studio, uh, you know, or, you know, in Atlanta. Or mm -hmm. we were in Hawaii for a while. So... Uh, uh, Honolulu, you know, <laughs> just depending on where we were. Um, I'll be back home in LA soon, but it was, it's just been very lucky to be able to be working remotely. Um, one of the, are you pretty adept at setting up your own equipment now that you have to be remote like this? Yes, I am. Uh, as long the thing you need though, you gotta have ethernet. You gotta have a very good internet. That's true. The key. That's true, true, true. If you don't have that, you can record and, and send in stuff but you really have to have like a place that allows you to have decent internet <laughs> so i also like nice. how you described your setup as rinky dink when it's clearly the most superior setup that we've seen like on the pretty, show it's, today it's pretty pro yeah. 
Johnny. Thanks. <laughs> You're very kind. Very kind. Yeah, it's just like I got my cloth. I got walls with cloth on it. I got my microphone. And oh, my- yeah, we all, we all got those good sound blankets. You know, blankets, you know right? what I mean. Yeah, come on. <laughs> These things are not foolproof, but they work really well. It's really I just funny. I have this digital all- fantasy behind me so you can't see like my rabbits terrorizing the back of my room here. Oh, really? Yeah. How old is your rabbit? I have two two-year-old rabbits, <gasps> Buffy and Pippin. Awesome. What? Buffy and uh, Pippin. Oh, the, oh man! If I didn't respect you even more, that's. Are we great. doing? Are we doing animal time? Can you see mine? Hang on. Where's yours? Kitty. Where is it? Right you got a kitty? Right yeah, it's just looking for Doctor Tana's box. Let me see here. I know. By <laughs> the way, Doctor Tana is is, is really his love. Shax, <laughs> I think Shax really likes. Oh yeah, nice. do tell. We have a few I'm minutes. Not gonna, I can't tell anymore, but I'm just going to say there's oh. definitely oh, there's definitely so a bond mad. there. Okay. Oh, yeah. come on. Let's see, Ashley. Let's see. Yeah. Oh, you are so cute. You want to be famous on the internet? No. Okay. Is that Brigo? Yeah. Beautiful cat. How old? He's three. So he's finally a grown up. Oh, he's great. That's a good yeah. age. He's He hates being held. So that was a oh, real yeah, treat for me. <laughs> no, beautiful. Tabby? Yeah. Yeah, they're he great. He was... Um, found him in a box. They found him in a box in Pasadena by the side of the road. So Isn't it amazing? Adopt, don't shop. <laughs> there wasn't like a small like wooden doll in that box, was there, that was splintered and torn to pieces? You know, I wish I could say there was, but I don't know if he, he's fixed, so I don't think he would have needed it. Oh, just curious. Oh, <laughs> uh, one last thing, Fred, you know, um, oh, sorry, Ashley, one last thing before we go. Um, what one little tidbit or little bit of a spoiler can you tell us for next week? Because we saw Shax do something that was a little... You know, naturey. <laughs> Hunting Nature-y? the Magato. Hunting the Magato. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, this is Magato poop. You know? Right? Yeah. Um, okay. I don't know what I'm allowed to say, do I will say this. Do you let's just let's just hint at this. Um oh gosh, I hope that nobody minds. Uh music? don't put yourself in trouble. Don't put yourself in trouble. Uh yeah. Um he may have Love of things that you might not expect. That's an amazing teaser. I is love that. Okay, that. are you serious? I yeah. mean, like, I don't. Yes, wanna... I am. No, nope. yes, because I'm literally making a note to discuss that next week. Oh, please, exactly. yeah, there, there may be something you might be surprised. I'd like, I, I was surprised. I was. See, and that just that kind of like cascades the whole thing. It's like, well, Shaq's came back, but he's not really wired properly. Now he has going to be exposed to things that we might not know that he likes. That's right. You know, so That's does right. he like? spicy kiwi condiments or is this just something wacky because his um, wires got crisscrossed i think you have to know okay i'm gonna say this it's him <laughs> it's still him i know I, I, yeah. unless unless yeah. unless i get surprised i'm okay. playing it I, okay we're gonna be real here and hopefully they don't shut me down i'm playing it as though this is him i'm not doing anything different you know um in terms of like yeah there might be some wires crossed but it's all just I've I have come through somehow. This is still me, but there are things that <laughs> I wasn't aware I might be into. <laughs> it's just been like that, <laughs> and it's it's a lot of fun. I I'm so I am so happy for this progression. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm very I'm very. It only adds it only adds to him. Seriously. Yeah. That is that is so perfect. I think that's the perfect note to end your teaser on without getting us into any more trouble than we're already. I'll get a call in a minute. No. Um, Fred, thank you so much oh, for, for coming back on the show. 
been a real pleasure again and, and, uh, meeting you uh, for the first time. It's been uh, fantastic. Really wonderful to meet you guys, and and what an honor. And uh, good night, or uh, vaka abantau, vaka abantau. That's 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 saying um, uh, walk with the prophets. <laughs> so. What thank a blessing, so much, truly. Really? Yeah, really, really, really. And uh, Ashley, thank you so much, my dearest, oh, thank you. for being with me tonight. So Thanks good. to everybody here in the uh, in the chat that has joined us uh, live or who's going to join us later. So Mission Log Live is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry. Technical production on Mission Log Live is done by the guardian of the Black Mountain, Earl Green. Be sure to visit podcast.roddenberry.com for the latest from Roddenberry Podcasts. And if you would like to support Mission Log directly, give us a look at patreon.com slash mission log. Thanks to everyone who joined us here or will join us later. Stay safe. Stay healthy. I wanted to say healthy with as much enthusiasm as possible. Enthusiasm. Stay healthy. We look forward to talking with you next week. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.